Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Ho, ho, ho. But enough about you. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. You should do improv. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, what is wrong with you? Man, I don't feel good. I've had a Man, we just spent the last hour and a half laughing our asses off at Netflix's original programming nailed it. The holiday special. Yeah, I blew myself up. <laughs> With laughter. Alright. I'm not sure what I'm not sure how to how to take this. No, the phrase like blow being blown up means you're like too tired to do continue or do something. I'm sure that's not what it means. I'm sure it, it means means too. Different. No, being blown that's it's a, it's a phrase. Yeah, yeah. It's a phrase. Being blown up? Yes. You're doing something wrong. I could go to sleep right now. <laughs> I've been asleep for two hours. Thank you. I took a nap today on lunch. It was really nice. I think I remember to put the window down so I didn't suffocate, even though it was like 50 degrees today. Oh, man. I know everyone is not in Florida is bitching when I just said, man, it was 50 degrees today. It was... It was freezing. That was great. It was awesome. Um, Welcome to our show. Today is Monday, December 10th, when we're recording this. But if you're not hearing this until just three or four short days before Christmas. So, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah's Happy. over. Thank you. Sure. And Hanukkah was over yesterday. And they're going to hear another episode for the new year. You don't have to wish them Happy New Year now. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm right. Happy Valentine's Day. You're the worst. Watch out for that Arbor Day. What what month is Arbor Day? Fuck, I don't know. Okay, cool. <laughs> Trees are overrated. <laughs> if you're new here, I'm a jerk off, and, <laughs> and I've got to put up. My with wife it. has been putting up with me for way too long, and I I force her to put up with me even longer, once a week, by watching movies, and talking about them, and talking about our lives. Mostly yawning, because we have a two-year-old <laughs> child that exhausts us to no end. And we work, like, so much. And we work a lot. And so we don't get this is our free time. Because, yeah. So you better fucking do. enjoy it. <laughs> we have housework. There have been clothes sitting on our couch for three weeks. For there three been, weeks. It looks, it seriously looks like a family of six live here, based on the amount of clothes that's on our fucking couch. And it's only mullets. That's not fucking true. All right, look. That pile right there is only yours. My pile is considerably smaller and you cannot see it. I can't see it behind my pile of clothes. Look. You wear four outfits a day. No, I don't. I go to work. 
You wear three outfits a day. I go to work. I wear no. Wait, I wear two. I go to work. I wear that outfit. I come home. I change my clothes into what I sleep in. That's it. And, and then sometimes, like when you were off for a week, a couple weeks ago, you wore three outfits. No, I didn't. Because you sweat so much. Yeah, you 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 wore something to top golf, and you sweat so much hitting golf balls. I'm, it's that physical. You have to come home and change. It's physical exertion. It fucking skews you. You had to change your shirt after you helped me open that 50-pound bag of sand. You just helped me open it. You didn't do anything else. You just opened it. I did not. <laughs> just kidding. Fuck you. Yeah, you put me on blast. My, not my fault that you couldn't handle a 50-pound bag of sand on your own. You needed my help. You're kidding, right? Who couldn't handle a 50-pound bag of sand? Our two-year-old could, couldn't. What? I burned That's my that hand. burn? Yeah, it's, <gasps> that's really bad. Yeah, I burned my hand cooking you lunch yesterday. Oh my god, that's so bad. Yeah, yeah. Hope you. Did know. you put Vaseline on it? No, I don't put Vaseline I'll, on it. It's I'll not take my care of you. Dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're new here, I'm sorry that this is the first episode that you're listening to. We're normally much, much more couth than this. Bullshit! Last week's episode for no reason whatsoever. You're just talking about like oh, covers, covers. I'm on my gum. Like yes, you did. You started. I just edited it yesterday. You randomly talked about covering something and cum to start the show. And I was like, what? We're like four minutes in. You can't just be talking about that. Gross. <laughs> Who does that? You. You talked about it. Oh, this boy. is the holiday season. People are going to be listening to this with their families, I'm, their loved please ones. Please don't listen to this with your family. I mean, or if you do, maybe your family could sound like that. I don't know. Our families don't listen to this show. No, there's yeah, they they have they have they have other family obligations. Um, <laughs> uh, when when people are hearing this, it is like two or three days. Excuse me, it's like two or three days before Christmas, and also your birthday. Yeah, my we kind birthday. of flipped. My birthday is the day before Christmas. We flipped the schedule a little bit, if you can tell, based on today's episode. We were going to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas first, but we want to watch that with Jillian, and we decided to watch this late Saturday night, after she was already asleep. So that's why you're getting a Christmas story now, and you'll be getting a Nightmare Before Christmas next week. Hope that didn't mess up your plans or anything. Um, Switch, Switch that spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, nothing else going on. We had a almost my birthday. eventful, we had an uneventful weekend. Productive uneventful weekend. Productive, got a lot of stuff done. We have a, a shit ton of Christmas presents underneath the tree. No room for Santa to come drop off some stuff, but he's still going to. Um, yeah, that's it, right? We just, we just ran errands Saturday. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, we didn't do anything. Nothing exciting? Nope. Had a stomachache all day. My back hurts. Here I am. You're old as fuck. I'm, man. Is this too much exertion for you doing this podcast? All we do is sit on our asses. And talk. It's getting, it's getting to the point where I'm getting too old that I don't want to talk. Cool. Me. I love to talk. Yeah. I you think met we, me? We all know. Everyone knows. They've listened to the show before. I don't like to talk as much as I used to, though. Like, honestly, I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> Except when you're talking to me. So you always end up talking over me. Well, or stealing yeah. the spotlight. Yeah, I'd much rather hear, like, despite everything I just said, I'd rather hear myself talk than you. I'd rather hear someone else talk than me, too. Have you listened to me on this show? Very true. 
Yes, I have. I edit every episode. I've been doing this like 230 times. Sucks for you. It's masochistic. Sucks for you. Today's episode. (laughs) This week's episode uh, is an episode we never thought we'd have. It is my pick. uh, So every year now, um, we normally randomly just draw movies out of the box or we nominate them back and forth. Um, For Christmas, though, it's the holiday season. It's time for giving. It's time for celebrating. So this uh, every year, starting with this year, what we're going to do is each one of us is going to get to pick a Christmas movie to watch. Or for you, I guess you can do like Hanukkah or birthday, whatever you kind of want to do. Oh, thanks so much but, um, for that throwaway. Well, yeah, I mean, those two things are just, you know, whatever. Christmas is what's important. Um, so here we are doing my pick this year for Christmas movie, A Christmas Story. We'll read the package. Get this fingernail out of my mouth. You're so gross. The Christmas spirit isn't served up with more heartfelt warmth or observant hilarity than in this beloved adaptation of Gene Shepard's holiday story. In 1940s Indiana, nine-year-old Ralphie, played by Peter Billingsley, dreams of his ideal Christmas gift, a genuine Red Ryder 200-shot carbine action air rifle. But when gruff dad, played by Darren McGavin, and doting mom, played by Melinda Dillon, regularly respond with, quote, you'll shoot your eye out, Ralphie mourns a... Oh, fuck. What? Read that again? Ralphie mounts a full-scale, hint-dropping, Santa-begging campaign. He also endures a slew of calamities from snowsuit paralysis to the yellow-eyed Scotty Farkas affair. I they put Scotty, I don't know why. To the dreaded tongue on a frozen flagpole gambit. We triple dog dare you to unwrap a more welcome Yuletide classic. Man, you fucked up! For those of you who are new here, we are, um, from episodes 200 to 250, we have a bet going whoever fucks up reading the back of the boxes the most loses and has to watch a series of the others choosing. And that put the count at 17 boxes that Mullet has read, and he has fucked up eight times. I have read 19 boxes. I've caught up on you on reading. Well, yeah. I had to do all mine at once. Uh, I've, I read 19 boxes and I've only fucked up four times. So, uh, looking good here in this episode, what, 230 you said? It's it's score It's around there? Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Things are looking good. So I said a long time ago that we would never do this podcast. This is the one episode that would never happen. Right. You did. You declared that. I, I've asked you previously if you would want to buy this movie, own this movie, and you were adamant about no. Because. Because of your Christmas tradition. Every year since, as far as back as I can remember, literally I think it's been going on since the late 90s. I think it's been going on over 20 years at this point. TBS and now TBS NTNT air Christmas story. 24 hours, starting from 8 p.m. Christmas Eve to 8 p.m. Christmas. I keep it on almost the whole day. I pretty much get to watch all of it. It's it's just what my family and I have done ever since I started doing it. And I didn't want to ever own it because I never want to be tempted to watch it. Outside of the Christmas. Outside of that time. Yeah. Um, And then this year, because it's our first Christmas without cable. Yeah, we cut the cord. Cut that cord. I couldn't remember what we had access to on We have Sling. access to both of those. We do have it to both, but I saw it on sale at Target for a very good price on Blu-ray, and I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to break my tradition. I'm going to break my rule. I'm going to go ahead and get it just so that way, you know, if we ever don't have sling, too, like, we might there might be a time where we just literally... Yeah, actually, I was talking about that. I have some different ideas in mind. Okay, so I want to make sure that I always have this. Now we do. And I was like, well, to celebrate us finally owning it, it'll be my Christmas movie pick this year. So that is uh, that is what we've done. Um, this is my favorite Christmas movie. Really? It's my one, oh, wow. Absolutely my favorite Christmas movie. We haven't done... Um... We haven't done National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation is... But I thought that that was your favorite Christmas movie. Christmas Vacation is the funniest Christmas movie. Um, And it is a solid 1B, but it is really number two. This this is Christmas to me. It is. It's... And the reason why I put it above Christmas Vacation is because of one main fact. Is that I've grown up with this movie... And I've grown up with it in terms of my appreciation and my connection to the story. So I've grown up with it in that when I first started watching it, I was a kid and could relate to, you know, the friends and the, the presents and the shitty streets of Ohio. Because even though this is filmed in quote unquote Indiana, it's, the house is in Ohio, in Cleveland for that matter. I know because my mom wears the shirt from the museum um, that we they went mugs. to. We have mugs from there as well. Um but now I watch it. When was it. the last time you used a mug? Uh, when we don't have any other cups clean. No, and that that cookie in a cup I made. Oh, that you. shitty cookie in a cup you made me. Yeah. Um, but now, as an adult and as a father, as a parent, it has a totally different context. And I've already kind of identified. I'm being serious. I, I've identified with it over the past few years. Anyway, just as like. You know, I can imagine, you know, fucking the entire Christmas morning being like, yeah, let's get this fucking over with, you know? But. Bullshit. No, I'm. I'm I, I know. I've been through 11 Christmases with you, 12 Christmases yeah. with you. You're. I've never seen you so enthusiastic to get up at the fucking crack yeah. of dawn. Because it's Christmas. There's nothing like Christmas morning. There isn't. Wake up, you get to open up all your presents. You cool. You know when I would have appreciated that? Huh. If it wasn't the day after my birthday, so I didn't get to do that on my birthday. Well, it's not my fault. And also, I'm Jewish. We don't celebrate Christmas. Well, we just opened up. We just wasted so much wax lighting all these damn candles. We wasted so much aluminum foil and almost lit the goddamn house on fire because of the shitty menorah we have. We almost light the house on fire. Anyway, my beautiful point aside was this year it really got to me watching this. I don't Did know you cry? why. Uh, I cried a little bit. Yeah, because that moment of Ralphie like like opening the, it and Ralph and, and, and the and, like and the how excitement he was. And the it's not even that it's the excitement of the dad. It's the, it's like how excited he is to Watch his child. Is this why you have 700 things get, under the tree for Jillian? Absolutely. It 100% is because there's no better feeling than seeing like, the excitement and happiness of your child get something that they weren't expecting on getting or, you know, like just that. I've had that so many times in my life as a child that I want to always make sure that she has it. And watching it in this, I've always loved that part because it is a really good, like, like, culmination of that story is it's the one person you didn't ask the one person you didn't think you know that would even know or care and, and he probably had it for however long and he was so excited to give it to him and you know that's what it was 
Um, so I've, I've grown up with them. Oh my God, are you going to cry on the show? That no. was beautiful though. You almost made me cry. You seen how teary my uh, eyes no, are? No, that's, that's your role as you cry on the show. Um, you're approaching three or four straight episodes, so I have to make sure. Well, because you put the fucking Holocaust episodes right back to back. Oh yeah, that horrible Holocaust epi- uh, movie, Peter Rabbit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, th- so that's why I think it, it has a lot more heart and a lot more warmth to it. You don't have to be such an asshole. Sorry. <laughs> a lot more heart and a lot more warmth to it than Christmas Vacation does. Christmas Vacation has a couple moments, but Christmas Vacation is just a flat-out madcap screwball comedy that is laugh-out-loud funny no matter how many times I see it. So it was a Christmas story. Christmas Story is for everybody. Christmas Story is for kids. Christmas Story is for adults. Christmas Story has such a awesome, like, comedic spirit. Like, like when we watched it, there was a couple things I had never noticed before the first time... Uh, the first time we watched it, you know, without commercial interruption, which is also great. Like watching without commercial interruption, it's the same movie. It's not like we're getting a different version on TV. Like there's not a single bit of this. This is cut out for right. time yeah. or edited for language. Like it is the movie, which is rare, which I think is also kind of part of its charm is that it's like universal for everybody. And that's even when it has like son of a bitch and like cursing and stuff in it. Did you just burp at me? No, you would have heard it. You just burped at me when you said that, you fucking monster. Um, but this has that moment. It has the moment of his mom, like, like sticking up for him with the fight. It has, right. I love the beautiful moment at the end when, like, the kids are asleep and they're just, like, looking out the window and the, the snow, snow and the tree and they just have, like, that little touch with one another. Is like, they love each other so much. And that's, I like those twin beds. That's a good idea. Can we bring that back? Bringing back sleeping in your own bed? Yeah. Every time that we, every time that I sleep in anything that's not my king size bed, I fucking hate my life. Yeah. Okay. How much of a fucking fight did you put up for that king size bed? I just didn't think we needed it. I know, and I, tried I was for wrong. Years to upgrade us from that. Little I was queen. so wrong. I think I said this on a pod swoggle once uh, when Wynn was talking about him and uh, him and his wife were looking to get a new bed and they were looking to clean. I'm like, dude, get a king. It's great. Like. You never have to touch her again if you don't want to. <laughs> and, I, and I meant it as like, I meant it in the right way, but like. <laughs> oh yeah, you true. meant like, it in like, you've never touched me since we got this king bed. I meant it like, I have no, we so made much a baby since room. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I have so much room, like it's great. Yeah. But um, yeah, twin beds. But it was so beds. weird to see because you forget that this takes place in the 40s. Yeah. Like, like I think that that's also part of is, the charm of it. This is pre-World War Two, I think. It'd have to be. Unless I just like. I don't think there's like a set year. So the Wizard of Oz already came out. Wizard of Oz came out in 30... 1939. 39. So Wizard of Oz had just come out. The war really started in what, like 41, 42? So it's probably like, honestly, like 1940, 1941. Because unless they just like flat out ignore the fact that the war is going on. They, they may have. Um, which, is, which is, you know, it's fine. Like, I, I, I appreciate not like muddying it up with, with that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, just a totally different time. And also, like, like this movie's made in the 80s, but it feels like it was made in the 40s. Right, like, it feels like it was made in the 40s, but even watching it, you forget that it takes place in the 40s, or mm-hmm. it was made in the 80s because the it's film, so relatable. The film has this tint to it, yeah, you're exactly it, right. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if it was the 40s or yesterday, right. like, the you family know, dynamic, like, what right. you go through in school. Waiting in that line to see Santa, like, figure out what to ask for, yeah. I mean, just... Playing around with your friends, being bu- like it just had themes throughout it that was like oh and yeah I, and like the most iconic yeah. moments like like seriously like between 
you'll shoot your eye out to triple dog dare triple dog dare and the tongue on the pole to the pink bunny outfit to the fucking leg lamp that you can buy in every iteration whatsoever like this movie we ha- I'm looking at the ornament on our tree yeah, right, right now like this movie has a litany of pop culture pantheon movie moments especially for the holidays and to think that this, when this came out it was a bit of a disappointment um and now it's 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 like the most beloved it's like it's a wonderful life mm-hmm. it it's the most beloved christmas movie cuz it is so damn funny and it is so damn heart-wrenching uh, not heart-wrenching but like heartwarming in in its moments um did you ever really watch it or like have a connection to it before me at all no we didn't typically watch christmas movies in my house because we were jewish we are Jewish. No, it wasn't part of our, our culture. We didn't really watch that. We, I mean, on Christmas Day, what we would typically do is we would go to the movies and Chinese mm-hmm. food. Like, that's what my family's tradition was. Mm-hmm. We would have a nice dinner at usually the club or something for my birthday. And the next day, we would go to the movies and have Chinese food, go P.F. Chang's or something like that on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. That's typically what Jewish families so, do. Maybe, you know. So this family no. went to a Chinese restaurant too. They did, and I think we should do that one year. It's so much fun. As I told you, there was I think two or three years in a row after my aunt's Christmas dinner because yeah. in Ohio. I didn't know that. I just remembered it this year for whatever reason. Um, so my family, our tradition, my mom always did Thanksgiving when we still lived in Ohio. Um, my mom would always do Thanksgiving, and then my aunt would always do Christmas, and. We always eat super early. I don't know why. Like it's. I mean, because it's an American. It's a, a, it's an American, American like like a yeah, white American. Yeah, thing. it's like you eat like your Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner like at two or three o'clock. So we would have like Christmas dinner like at two or three o'clock. You know, we would open presents at my at my mom's house. I'd drive over to my aunt's house. They were still opening presents. Um, you know, play, do whatever. And then we would always play like a like a big new game um, after Christmas dinner, have dessert, and then we would you know go back home. Well, as I got older, like when I would go up to Ohio for the holidays, like in college, um, or like even in high school, you know, I was a growing boy, and we would have to stay in like a hotel. So like on the way home, my sister would normally be like staying in a hotel that was close by as well. She would like we would just go to like whatever hole in the wall Chinese place there was. I think it was like Hunan House, I think is what it was called. And we would just get like $20, like shitty Chinese food at like 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. We were fucking hungry. We didn't have leftovers, you know, and just eat it. Um, so yeah, so I kind of relate to that. No, um, no awfully stereotypical Asian men singing holiday carols outside. I, oh, I, I hesitate to say this, but... Um, I bought you something online um, recently, and I needed to, like, change what it was, so I had to contact the sh- the store owner, because I found something else cheaper. So I was like, hey, I'm so sorry to do this, but, like, is it okay if I change my order to another one of your products? And they're like, yeah, no problem. So I'm, like, going through trying to find what it was, and before I finally settled on something, what I almost bought was just a shirt that had, like a duck on it and it said fa ra ra on it and I was like oh she'd never wear this in public <laughs> so I almost bought it for myself cause you would wear it in public <laughs> because would. the shirt you're wearing right now 
is a your your Bill Cosby was cool shirt that we made with like a, a meh face off of TKO. That was so one of our friends made off of TKO. The the Jackbox game. So I wear, I don't wear this in public. I wear this around the house. I would wear the fa ra ra around the house. I wouldn't wear it out in public. You would wear it to Steve's house. I'd wear it to Steve. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, Steve is half Asian, so he'd be fine with it. Um, <laughs> so is there? And so do you? So I, I mean. So I did not really have a connection. So to do this you like? But do you like this I movie? Met you. Or do you tolerate it? So you asked me this when there's a six foot Christmas tree mm-hmm. and a ton of presents That's in my living room, mm-hmm. right? How many years have we been together for Christmas? Well, we didn't start doing the big Christmas like this until, until we started living together. together. Yeah, right. Beforehand, we, we just we started living things. together three years into our relationship. Right. It was two thousand. Yeah, it was three years into our relationship. Three years into uh-huh. our relationship. And I was like, I want to get a... And that's been, what, eight years? Almost mm-hmm. nine years? And I said, I was like, I want to do, like, yes, we, I ne- know. we never got a, like, a Christmas tree when I lived with, like, we had, like, a little small, like, tabletop one, but I want to get a big tree, feels like a house, and I want to do, like, a big Christmas. And ever since then, we've just stupidly gotten each other, Done like, it. so many things, and... Yeah, so... I like Christmas because you like Christmas. Uh-huh. I like this movie because you like this movie. Okay. But this movie does feel like Christmas because that's what you've done. Mm-hmm. That's what you grew up doing. And so that's in turn what I've done because it's what you do. Yeah. I don't really, you know, my tradition on Christmas is to go see a movie and have Chinese food. So not doing that is doing this. So it means a lot to me because it means a lot to you. Mm-hmm. So it's become our family tradition. It's what we'll do with Jilly. But we really should go get like Peking duck one year, just like go to Chinese food, Chinese buffet or we something. We might, we might. I. I think it'd be fun to change it up every now and then. It's how you make memories. Like that's the one Christmas that he told the story of because you know. Well, it's also everything else. I mean, it's a pretty eventful Christmas. I mean, your dad just got a a sex toy lamp. <laughs> like, you know, like you beat up the the school bully. And bloodied his face. Um, your lots, aunt- lots of lots of checks on uh, this bucket yeah. list here. What um? So I have a, a plethora of favorite moments in this movie and lines and stuff. What is? What are yours? Um. I really like the. Um, I really like just like. The interactions between the parents a lot. The I think that. So was Melinda Dillon, was she first billed? I'm pretty sure she got yeah, first billing so. in this. Mm-hmm. And when I first, it was the first time I noticed it. I don't think I ever really paid attention to the credits, but when it came on, I was like, is that first billing? Like, who is she? Why does she have first billing? Like, because I guess I never really paid attention to how crucial she is. Right. I just really liked her role in everything that she did. I love the dinner table and how, you know, the whole my mom my my mom has never had a hot meal for herself in twelve years and just like her getting up and her making everybody eat and taking care of everybody. I liked that probably because before, like you were talking about how relatable it is now. That's how it is now. Every time I sit down, somebody wants something else. Like I get my fat ass up. Good thing I don't mind eating my food cold, um, but. I like that. I liked just the whole, like, the fuck scene. 
Oh, fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. I I like that. I just, I like the family scenes a lot. It's really kooky. Like, I like the little, like, dream sequences. You know, you have, you know, him as a cowboy, him as a blind man. Him oh, imagining yeah. his teacher. And, yeah, and I just think that... It's that, the imagination of a child. It it's, is, you know? and I think that they all did just such a good job, like, with it, with that. Like, they they take Gene Shepard's story, and Gene Shepard was a very famous, like, radio personality and writer um, who does an excellent job of narrating the movie. I don't know if we'd ever consider, like, a narrator the MVP, but I think he's as close as we would get. He's ultimately not my MVP. Well, it depends, because some movies, they only have a narrator. Like... Some That's the, an audiobook. No. Some of the movies, like some, like, or the m- main uh, plot, mm-hmm. the main way that they move the plot is with a narrator, like in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is narrated. Horton Hears a Who. A lot of it was so narrated. Those are the things I know best. <laughs> I'm sure that there are more out there in our uh, 1500 movie yeah. collection. But the way the way that he tell the way that the stories are told are just so vivid and it is very it still feels very modern like like these like little references like I forget one uh, I think we was talking about like seeing bears in some store and like the way they look at me, because they look at me like I had lobsters coming out of my ears. Like it's just a very funny turn of phrase. There's a lot of like, f- like, good writing in terms of situations. Even like uh, the Ovaltine scene is just so. It's like what a jib a commercial. No, Call me commercial, son of a bitch. <laughs> like it's just, and then the little boy gets just consider he's got to take a poop. You know, like, get out of here. Um, like, like the way they set a lot of things up and pay them off, like doesn't feel out of place. It's a movie that's set in the forties that was made in the eighties that is just as relevant and laugh out loud funny in 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. Anything leg is just gold. Like I said, like the first thing, the first time I'd ever noticed this was when they're leaving, I think we get the, the, the tree. And she purposely goes back inside and turns the lamp off. And he goes, why did you turn off? She goes, oh, I don't want to waste electricity. And it cuts away when they're leaving. And all the lights are on in the house. Yeah, that's the thing that you said that you didn't notice before. Like, and you were cracking I had like, never noticed that you before. You rewound it. I was like, you rewound I was like it. fuck, that's so funny. Like, I just never noticed that before. Um, everything about it, like him trying, like... It breaks and their reaction just, you used up all the glue... And then him trying to put it back together and her laughing in the back, it's all just fucking gold. I, that's also, I'm very, I feel very relatable to the two of them because it very feels like something that I would do and you would do. But then. Yes. And even right down to like their interactions, you know, oh, what's the Lone Ranger's nephew's horse? Oh, Victor. How, did, how do you know that? Everyone knows that. Great American characters in literary. The Lone Ranger's nephew's horse. <laughs> it's a great American literary character. Yes. And then like them giving each other like him getting like the weird presence and like his like frustration. But like I said, at the very end, like you just see, like they, they just love each other like so much and they have this beautiful family. Um that it you know, nothing else matters. Um is there anything you don't like about the movie? 
you're allowed to say something you don't okay. like in the movie. So we talk at length on this show about uh-huh. about child actors. Okay. Problem with this kind of movie is that there's a lot of fucking child actors. Okay. I don't like some of these fucking dead-eyed, dead-eyed kids walking around here. Fucking looks like they just like were sucking their thumb right right before they started filming. Are you talking about just like background actors? Yeah, like the children in the classroom. Okay, I'm fine with that. I was gonna say I thought you were talking about the principals no, because no, 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 not the principal I think kids. most of the principal kids yeah. do a really good job. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're just background kids in classrooms. What do you want them yeah, to be? Like, gregarious, charismatic, you yeah, know, scene stealers? Yeah, not like fucking mouth breathers. They're mouth breathers. And I also did not like... Randy. Well, he's a, shitty, he's a shitty little brother. He's a shitty little child actor and child. No, I, that kid does a really good job of doing exactly what that character's supposed to be. Oh man, that's mine! And, 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 and. But he also has a lot of humor to him. I can't put my arms down! Daddy's gonna kill Ralphie! <laughs> like, he has a lot of good... It is, do, you want, do you want some milk? Oh, you want to stay here? Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, that kid does a good job. Like, ultimately, okay. he's not an MVP candidate, but I don't think he's the worst fucking thing in the movie. I just... Yeah. And that fucking Scar- Scott... Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas. Scott. I didn't like any of those scenes, really. Well, it's supposed to make you... Un- like, did you have a bully? I was bullied, yes. Uh, was there like one kid or just was everybody? Everybody picked on me, man. Are you kidding? <laughs> I was I was like like a forty pound tiny little thing. This uni- was last week, by the way. With a unibrow. <laughs> Why did you shave your unibrow? What? When I was like twelve, you I got to take care of that. I had a unibrow. Look who's talking. You have a unibrow. I do not have a unibrow. Fuck. Where's my phone right now? I don't have a unibrow. Do I have a unibrow? Fuck. Do I? You should come with me and get dry breast started. I mean, it's not, it's not like Anthony Davis, but, <laughs> you know. Come with me and get dry breast started. I don't want, no, great. I'm not Michael Whitten. I didn't have to get my eyebrow, he had to get his eyebrows started for the podcast. <laughs> Did he like it? Uh, he said it hurt like a bitch. <laughs> He's a pussy. Um, and so I was like, yeah, was like Sam does it like, like once a month. Yeah. Um, Only because I'm too lazy to go more. But you got, so you got bullied. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? Why do you sound so insincere when you say that? And how is it a surprise that I got bullied? Like, do people really think I, I still get bullied? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but you were so cute. I was. That's what, probably what people bullied me. They were jealous. Yeah, they sure. were insecure. Yeah. Um, did you ever fight back at any of your bullies? You're kidding, right? <laughs> I don't know, maybe there's like some badass story about you that I didn't know about. Cool. I was hoping. I wouldn't have told the teacher. Ugh, you're once, a snitch. Once, my friend Kendallin and I uh, were being bullied in middle school, and these girls pushed us off of the, like these lunch tables, they pushed us off the bench. What were you sitting on the table for? No, we, no, we were seat. on the bench, and we oh, were okay. on the bench at the okay. lunch tables, and they like pushed us off. Mm-hmm. So we went and we told the monitor, and they got suspended. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that helped. I mean, it was fine. 
I don't know. And then I was to the point where I was, like, sick of getting bullied. I was like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. And then people stopped bullying me because I was like, what's your problem? That's what you got to be. Yeah. But it hurt on the inside. I'm not going to lie. I would cry. But not in front of them. You should beat them up and spoken in tongues. No, I... I Racking fraction. No, no, no. Because I would have probably gotten committed. Ooh, can I still do that to you? No. Damn it. Um, but no, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really deal with that well. What about you? Were you bullied? Uh, yeah, I was. Were you the bully? No, I wasn't a bully. You're a bully now. Yeah. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, I think I've talked in the past about I got, I got punched in seventh grade and I had a bully who was like always picking on me and my short, stupid little jean shorts and, you know, my dumbass shirts and, you know, his little twerp. (laughs) <laughs> poor baby. But yeah, but that was about it. Like once I got to high school, it was fine. I had my clique of friends, and should people would, like cat call or do shit. But like I wasn't, you know, wasn't anything super bad. I never got a chance to beat the fuck out of somebody like I wanted to. That'd been great. Um, like mm-hmm. Scut Farkas or were- Brock fucking anorexic Brock Lesnar looking motherfucker. Um, I mean, no, I, I'm fine with those scenes just because they're they're the necessary part to Is show there like that Ralphie's- you didn't like. Because everything I say, you, like, come back. Not really. I mean, I think there's some unnecessary bits to it, but not, not really. Okay. I mean, I've just, like, I've seen it so many times in my life that there's not anything that, that stands out that I, you know. Okay. That I hate. Um, MVP and LVP. I'm guessing you were going to try to make Randy the LVP. Yeah, I mean, I think out of all the people who had enough to do, I would say he, he I did not enjoy his performance, but, um, you know, the, I was, like, like Im, impartial to, like, the, the teacher. Um, I mean... I don't know. I feel like it would have to be someone from the family as an MVP. Um, well, let's focus on LVP first. Um, my LVP candidate was going to be... Um, it's not going to be the teacher. The teacher, I thought, was because like, the teacher has that funny scene. She's like criticizing them, and it's like, you call that a... It's a semicolon, you dolt! You know, and her like acting like the teacher, and her reactions to Ralphie trying to get in her pants or something. I know, it was kind of weird. Um, so, so my, um, my LVP was going to be the kid that played Grover Dill. Who? The, 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 like the toady. Oh yeah, I didn't like him. Hey kid, come here! <laughs> like little, like again, what like the, little do? Paul Heyman, nothing, this kid doesn't have an IMDb page, or a Wikipedia page. He also has a weird name, Yano Anaya. Yeah, no. Yeah, he doesn't have a a Wikipedia page. Um, You know, just like, that's the only little kid where I was like, man, fuck that little kid, you know? I told you it'd be a a child actor. Yeah, so we'll go with that. Because, like I said, Randy served a purpose. Randy did a really good job at being a shitty little kid. Okay, you convinced me. Yeah, but the other kid was like, he wasn't intimidating at all. He just... Oh, man, he's from Miami, that Yano. Of course he is. Um, 
other people who are not the MVP who I'm fine with. I love the kid who's... Uh, I love Santa Claus. Like, just the perfect, gruff, mall Santa. Another iconic thing is just, ho, ho, ho. It's horrifying. Uh, I like the kid who plays Scott Farkas. I like his friends, um, Schwartz and Flick. Flick, of course, uh, Scotty Schwartz, who was in The Toy and then did some pornos. Cool. Um, keep giving them checks, Scotty Schwartz. Um, you know, he had some... He had some... Some interesting... Times. Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas. So the guy who played Scott Farkas... Mm-hmm. Grew up to be... In a ton of shit. No, oh yeah. All these people have been. No, but this guy, like... Look, have you seen him? Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, he looks like adult Scott Farkas. <laughs> As he would be. Um, I mean, to me, the MVP comes down to two people. It comes down to Melinda Dillon and Darren McGavin. And look, Peter Billingsley does enough fan... Like, Ralphie is... Ralphie. Ralphie is iconic... He has amazing facial expressions, you know, so relatable. He ultimately, I think, is not better than one of the other, the two adults or parents, but, like, he has some awkward moments where, like, he, like, looks off camera or, like, I don't know, he just has some weird things. He's a child. He's a kid actor. Um, Gene Shepard, like I said, I don't think he can make the voiceover person, even though he was in the movie as... Hey, kid, the line's back here, yeah. guy. Um, so I would go with one of the two parents. I, I have my pick, but I'll, I'll see I, who you prefer. I know you're probably going to want the dad, and I want the mom. I think that she she does so much. And like you said, like when she saves Ralphie after the fight, and she like says about the glasses, and then like her reaction, and like putting the soap in his mouth, and then she tries to put the soap in her mouth, and she's like, <laughs> Don't you give me that look. You're going to get it. Yeah, like I, I just really, I thought she had really good comedy. I love, I love her too. I just think she did a really great job. But I let love me her hear too. your argument. Darren McGavin as the old man is just on another level. Like he has all these fucking fits of nonsense, <laughs> whether it be about the Bumpus's dogs or. The furnace, or whatever it may be, his his facial expressions of just sheer confusion or disgust or agony of his life. But then, like I said, it all leads back to like at the end of it, like him him watching Ralphie in that scene just like gets to me, like got to me so hard this time we just watched it, because like him just like like he's so giddy and so excited, and he's don't run all over like. There's a little moment where he's like, can I go outside and try it on, Mom? Can I? And he answers before, like, even the mom can do it because he's just as excited for his kid to go out and do it. And then it cuts right back into him, like, basically trying to dry hump a fucking turkey. <laughs> even though he's like, is everything all right up there? Yeah, it's fine. Say that turkey, you'll get worms. And he bashes the table and just rips the little piece off. Um, I I love Darren McGavin as just as an actor in general. And I think that, so here, here's my pitch. This shouldn't be like a deciding factor of it, but uh, there was a very famous person who almost was cast as the old man in this movie and ultimately mm-hmm. said no to do something else. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was the movie that I'm thinking of around this time. I'm going to double check. But Old Man was almost Jack Nicholson. Oh, wow. Now, Jack Nicholson is one of the most legendary actors of all time. But this movie would significantly be worse if it wasn't Darren McGavin. I think that says something. I think you could have, I can think of like one or two other actresses around this time. Like, um, oh, what's her name? The main lady from Airplane. I think like she would have done a really good job in this role. Okay. I think, uh, i trying to think somebody else. Like a Lily Tomlin would have been very good in this role. I can't think of many people that I can think is the old man better than Darren McGavin. Another great point is the blasphemous sequel, A Christmas Story 2, which came out direct-to-DVD a few years ago, that will undoubtedly never be on this show and will never be owned or watched because that deserves to be fucking banned from the world like fucking Nazis. Um it was Daniel Sturd, who's great. He's a multi-time MVP on this podcast. He ain't the old man. Okay, I think you made a fair point. Thank you. I appreciate that. I won't give you any guff or grief for the Nightmare Before Christmas. You can have your MVPs and your MVPs all you want for that. Yeah, because you're not going to know who any of the characters are. Yes, I am. I'm not stupid. Also, I can look it up. Okay. Um... So, I just mentioned the blasphemous sequel that they made. But, there was actually another sequel to this movie called My Summer Story. That came out in 1984. That was a Further Adventures of the Parker Family. After Christmas Story, it makes direct references to the original movie, the ending narration parallels it. Um, the only person who was not recast was Mrs. Shields. She's the only person that comes back for it. It's Ms. Uh, Shields. Ms. Shields, sorry. Scandalous. Uh, Kieran Culkin is Ralphie, which okay. is interesting. I like Kieran Culkin. Charles Grodin, Mary Steenburgen. It is a very mixed-reviewed movie that didn't make even $100,000, but has become some core of a cult classic. I've never heard of it before. I'm going to try to search this out. I am incredibly curious about this. I'm scared, but it's not like a Christmas story, too, and everyone's like, I want this to die. Same thing with the musical, I feel like. I feel like the musical also hasn't gotten a great reaction as well. Did you do it live? They did a live one, and also they like it's been on Broadway. I think Winter Garden Theater actually has it this year it too. Does, they do. I just have no interest. Like I, I don't. I hate that just in general. Like the movie or television show gets made into a musical because there's nothing artistic to it. It's let's make more money off of this intellectual property. It just okay. It isn't they for me. They just have to do it the right way. And they never or do. Or do it as a retelling. Do you have any examples? Well, so like The Wizard of Oz was a movie it came out in 1939. And then Gregory Maguire wrote a book about it, Wicked, which is a different viewpoint of the Wizard so of Oz. So reimagining, which they like made, the Wiz, um, which they made into a musical. Sure, Wicked, which is one of the best. What I mean is like a Christmas Story, the musical, Legally Blonde, the musical, Shrek, the musical, Mean Girls, the musical. I heard Legally Blonde was very. I don't good. give a fuck. Like I don't. The Wedding Singer, the musical, like. Spider-Man the musical. Like, there's, like, 
SpongeBob the musical, Waitress the musical. Some of these are also, I've heard, very good. I don't give a fuck. If it should have been a musical, guess what? It would have been a musical from the beginning. Well, what about when they do the opposite? Like, they take a musical and make it into a movie. It's still a musical. It's That's just lazy. Again, that's just a cash grab. Fiddler on the Roof? That's just a cash grab. Fiddler on the Roof wasn't. For the most part, yeah. Why else would you... There's nothing artistic about it. It's like, oh, let's do it. Uh, let's do it in not the original way it was intended. Cool. With editing. What about Beauty and the Beast? The Lion King. It's just not uh, my... For the most it, part... That's not to say like, there hasn't been a musical as a movie I've liked. Obviously, like, I gave Sweeney Todd a 10 on this podcast. I love Little Shop of Horrors. Like, I will be the first one in line to watch a Hamilton movie. Like, those things exist. That's not my main beef. My main beef is saying, like, oh, hey, let's make fucking, uh... uh Lion King the musical. No, that's a not... Lion King movie. That's exactly what you're saying. But it, that's different also because Why? that is a musical in film. And they can expound upon the musical itself. All these... There ain't no fucking songs in this. They're literally taking something that exists as something totally different and forcing it to become a musical. And that just doesn't fly with me. Lion King has six to eight songs you can use as a jumping off point. That's okay. It was already a musical. If you expand upon it, cool. I want you to expand the whole fucking concept. I don't need a fucking, I can't even come up with it, Beetlejuice the musical, which I'm pretty sure is happening. Oh, Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. It's been a while. How's it going? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, you missed like, Hanukkah. Yeah, that's not I wouldn't say I missed it. Uh, <laughs> it's another wrinkle to my character I didn't want everyone to really know about, but uh, I felt bad. There's actually something for you underneath the tree from me. I hope you enjoy it. Is there really? Of course there is. Great. I hope it's not a sandworm. Uh, I make no guarantees. Fuck, how'd you know? I'm just kidding. Written all over your face. I'm just kidding. It's not a sandworm. Sandworms. Nobody likes them. You hate them, right? But no, it's seriously, it's like your birthday or something. I'll go, it's been a while. It has, but Sandworms. have you been working at... Sandworms. Have you been working on Sandworms. this enough? No. Is it better? Yeah. It was pretty, maybe yeah, I don't it's know about been, that. It's been, it's been a long time since I've heard it. What have you been up to? I'm just ghosting, mosting, hosting, fosting. I made up something called fosting. You want to see? No. How did you ever do improv if you can't rhyme? Ghosting. Ghosting, mosting, hosting, boasting, roasting. Hey, want to roast? Here's a roast right now. Hey, look at you over there with your big old nose. <laughs> Zingja. I'm Beetlejuice. Wow, okay. You're an asshole. Yeah, it's, I think it's been very well established that I am. Okay, cool. What are you, what are you doing for this holiday season? Oh, I'm just f- fucking eating fucking bugs. <laughs> That's what I like. Uh, you know... Hanging out with my family. They're all dead. But so am I. Holidays, when you're dead, are a lot of fun. Are they? Yeah, because you don't have to worry about presents or food. You just hang out, eat bugs. To be just into. What's your favorite kind of bug? Oh, uh, good old roach. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I don't want a musical about me. You heard how much I can't sing. Yeah, but... Bad enough I did that rockin' review for so long. I was gonna say, there was that graveyard show. You shook me all night long. Yeah, it's fucking great, ain't it? You were living your living dream. dream. Living my dream. Living your dream. You know what my dream is? What? Just ripping the spine out of someone and then getting right inside them 
and live it in their skin. Very explicit, very sexual, and it makes me uncomfortable. Because I'll wear anybody you want me to wear, and I'll fucking square you want me to square. I'm Beetlejuice. Cool. Uh, ho, ho, ho. See yourself out, please. Uh, uh, where? Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> no, it's Vince Russo. Fuck. <laughs> he teleports the same way Vince Russo does. Um, I rest my case. Certain things should not be musical, musically inclined. Anything else on a Christmas story? Nope. I think you covered it. Okay. Oh, no. The sticker fell off. We have a really, really weird system of stickering the movies we've watched. And the sticker... Oh, there it is. Sticker, so we know we watched this. We don't have a weird system. We we bought little round... Uh-huh, yeah, please, go let on. Me, let me explain this. We bought little round stickers in different colors. And they're it's color-coded based on who drew it or who nominated it. So my really, colors are blue and green, and my colors are... Yellow and red. It's really just for use so when you go upstairs to try to look for something you actually I know, know we've, we've already watched. because... You have a I don't memory. have a very good memory. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that's a that's that. I came up with a lot of things for this show. You know, that was I, my idea. I, think I know. I do not think that you give me enough credit for the, for all of the things I've you contributed. Get, you get fucking plenty. I do not get enough you credit. Get I should be first billed. There's no billing. It's the mullets. We are a unit. You can't do married with movies with one person. We need to be separated. If that's the next project, 251 to 300, we'll just do all separate podcasts. Could be fun. Could be, oh, it'd be great. <laughs> score time. Fragile. I just didn't get a chance to say it. Um, score time. I read the box, so you scored first. Oh my God, please don't put that pressure on me. Um, all right, so this is a classic movie. It's got a lot of things that I like. Um, yeah, we put it on. Like, you don't even. We've seen this so many times, you don't even have to, like, really watch it. Um, you know, it's just on, and it makes great background noise. I could watch it anytime, really. But it does make it really feel like, like it's Christmas because of, you know, what's important to you, what we've said on the show already. I'm going to give this movie... I know you're... What are you probably going to give it? I'm going to give this movie a, a, a nine and a half. It, it, it almost does it for me, but not quite all the way ten. Like, you're going to give it. Yeah, that's fine. It's a ten. We just didn't go over all the movies that aren't perfect tens because of one person or the other. Literally, while we were cooking dinner, and I knew this was going to happen, so that's fine. I know, but I I that's love fine. it. It's, it's whatever. It's whatever you want. It's whatever you want. It's fine. Don't make me feel badly about this. Okay. Hey, that's that's payback for Wizard of Oz, I guess. I guess that's payback for the yeah. Wizard of Oz. Why is that not a perfect ten movie? Because there's a lot of problems. There's a lot more problems with it than fucking Christmas Story. And that one movie of the year. So, I don't know what if what are you arguing? I don't know. So a nine point seven five for a Christmas story. It will not go into the box, which is now broken, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we broke this. Box. <laughs> we finally got in. Um, our last multi, uh, unanimous ten movie was Inglorious Bastards. And I bought some uh, pins off of Etsy for it. Went to put one in the shadow box. And it's like... Oh, no. The shadow box fell the other day. Yeah. It got like, into a fight. And I slammed the door and the, and the, shadow, the box shadow box fell. fell. But it was Two already... rooms away. Uh, I'm powerful. Um, but also the little tabs, all the shadow boxes, like, always have, like, these really, really... 
thin, delicate, delicate like picture tabs on the back of it that like once you've bent them down like five times, like they just break off. Yeah. So we put like twelve pins into this fucking thing. So it's time to get something else. So um, the tradition will still be happening, but don't worry about it right now. We only have like nine hundred Christmas story pins up there. We could have added to the box, but doesn't matter. They'll all stay over there. Nine point seven five for a Christmas story. Merry Christmas. Taking one of your presents back. You don't remember what's what, so you're not going to touch it. Oh, I know. I'll just go for one of the big ones. No. Uh Uh-huh. You better watch it. Fine. I won't finish wrapping your present. No. Oh. I can't also do that with Jillian, too. It's like make her think she's not getting something, and then the whole time it's going to be like somewhere else. It's going to be a lot of fun. My mom did that to my sister when she was a child. Thought she was getting a guitar for Christmas. Literally wrapped empty boxes and gave her other shit until my sister like broke down crying. Because my sister couldn't handle it. <laughs> so then my mom's like, fine, here's your guitar. Jesus. Jillian will take it better than that. Hopefully. I hope so. I hope so. She's normally pretty good, except every time she gets a present, she's like, more? Like for Hanukkah, she get one present a night. She got clothes. And she's more like, presents? more presents? Or we got her, like, all the stuffed Muppet babies, and she would open one, and, like, as soon as she gets one, she's like, was Waka Waka? And it's yeah. like... where were all the others? Or, like, she'll be like, oh, I see this one now. I want to go play with all the rest and not the new one that you just got me. Shit, kids are annoying. Kids are fickle. Anything else on Christmas Story? No, I just love it so much, and I can't wait for a couple weeks to watch it. Three or four more times, it'll be on all morning while we're wrap- unwrapping presents. Have our cinnamon rolls and have it on, and Two open presents. Almost there. I'm so excited. Uh, next week we'll be even more excited because Christmas already have been passed. So well, Sam's birthday already For passed. When you're hearing this, when you're hearing it, but we're gonna be recording it like this week. Um, so yeah, as we've been talking about, busy holiday season, trying to stay up on it. Um, in two weeks, we'll be doing our 2018 uh, Mullet Award nominations. So be on the lookout for that. And then also, we're going to be having a guest staying with us, a couple guests staying with us. <laughs> um, I'm going to break your hand. <laughs> over the next uh, several weeks. So um, be on the lookout, of Man, course. I'm, we're not going to be on our own again until New Year's. We're going to be on our own again until like 2040 because of, we have a child. But um, we have the Rocky franchise coming up. We have Urban Legend coming up. But don't be surprised if you also have some surprise podcasts to start out 2019. Because I know that we're going to be watching one really stupid movie at some point this week or next. Why? Oh, I'm not going to say why. And then, uh, oh, I know why. I know. And then also my mom will be here, so I'm sure she's going to watch. I really don't feel like watching the Rocky movies with my mom, because I'm just going to have to hear about it. Um, why is he punching that meat? What that meat do to him? That's not how you tenderize it. I'm an old Jewish lady. <laughs> um... But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the other ones on our network of shows. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio to support the network. Rate, review, and subscribe us wherever you podcast. Marriedwithmovies at gmail.com. At MarriedWMovies on Twitter. Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies. Yeah, hope you guys have a safe holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday, Samantha. Next time you, next time you hear Samantha, uh, she'll be 32 years old. 32. No, I won't. Well, when they hear the podcast, you will have been turned 32. 32? Yep. Ugh, it's so long. Thanks.
For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. You're a dick. You're an old bitch. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.